Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Jared and I are here this morning, this very early morning, and we hope that you all are doing well. Thank you for listening. If you haven't heard, we now have membership on the Fruitful and Fearless website, and we did a bonus episode a couple weeks ago. It was the last one that was out. Okay, yeah, yeah, the last episode was a bonus episode, and it gives all the details and information on that. So if you want more information, you can totally go there, but just a quick overview. Um, There's membership, and it's basically like a community, kind of like a Facebook-y community on here, but without all the crazy. And so it's a community for all like-minded women, and we have groups like... Um, let's see what we got. We got homeschool, birth, fertility, and pregnancy group. We got a group for our Christ Church ladies, our church, a gardening group, a sewing group. Did I say homeschooling group already? I think. And then a keeping home group, which is a new one that I'm really excited about. And it's all about uh, cleaning and natural cleaning products. And then we have more coming. Margot Voth is going to be uh, starting a cooking one. There's also a shop that's opening on here where you can get T-shirts and mugs and all that kind of stuff. We also have our current book club. Right now we're leading, reading through Lord of the Rings. and Which book of Lord of the Rings? The Fellowship of the Ring, yep. the very first one. We did The Hobbit, and then we jumped to Persuasion by Jane Austen, and now we're back in The Lord of the Rings, and then we're going to switch genres again. So we kind of go back and forth. So if you like reading with other women... Um, you can hop on here and join our book club. So there's different tiers to the membership. You get different access to different things with different tiers. But anyways, if you go to fruitfulandfearless.com, you can check that out. And also it supports our family. So a big thank you to everybody who is joining that. It's $6 a month for the lowest membership. Yeah, yeah and the that lowest. that gets you access to the group. Yeah, correct. The lowest one is $6 a month. And that gets you access to the, all the community, so all the groups you can be a part of. And then it also gets you access to the current book club. So um, I wanted to get as much people being able to access as much things as they could for as cheap as possible. So And the aesthetic of it is really good. Riley yes, did a great job. It's so pretty. And all I the did groups see, are so pretty. Yeah, Becky's home what was it keeping home yeah keeping home group that that's a really cool image the whole thing just looks really good yeah and and also (laughs) the groups are open so if you have an idea for a group you are welcome to open one and manage it and um give content so anyways it's it's also an outlet for people honestly it's like in my mind it's a great value because you're getting wisdom from all these women who are members here Mm -hmm. like you ask questions um let me see if there i remember that question someone asked the other day oh someone my friend casey asked a question about the sweet corn that she planted Mm -hmm. she's like hey does anybody know what's going on with this and posted a picture of her sweet corn and then people can respond and give information and then she ended up sharing uh what someone told her and gave information so that is worth a lot to me to be able to have the um, wisdom of a lot of women that yeah, and are it's contributing. Neat. It's neat because it takes a lot of different things that people are doing and, and information that they're getting from several different resources, and it puts it into one place. And as this um, as this community grows, there's going to be more and more content. There's yeah. going to be archived conversations that people are going to be able to appeal back to. And mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of tied to two women that 
we want to help and encourage each other. And it's just, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I've been sending messages to the people who join as being like, thank you for joining. I hope this is a blessing to you as you're a blessing to other people on here. Um, cause that's the cool thing about it is like, we're all a part of it together and serving one another and helping one another. Well, the neat thing is just like with the Christ church group, Mm -hmm. if there's a church of ladies, there's a group of ladies that want a central place to be able to talk. You can get your own Christ church, not like the Christ church group. Whatever your hope church group or whatever your church is called. Yeah. So any hope church ladies out there listening, you can from spring. Yeah. Yeah. Sign up. Um, also you don't know this, but just a minute ago, I was downstairs before I came up here and Valor was screaming. He was. And, I went in there. I was like, hey, dude, what's going on? Because, you know, they're not supposed to get up. For you that are listening, they're not supposed to get up till 6. Mm-hmm. And it was 531, I think, when he was screaming. And he's like, Dad, my back itches. And so <laughs> I went in there and scratched his back for him. And he um, laid back down. So we might get some interruptions from oh, okay. the boys here okay. in just a minute. Yeah, I mean, that's just pretty That's up. pretty uh, traumatic if your back's yeah. itching and you have no that way to scratch it. That was a pretty sharp it. turn from talking that, to the community. That was a sharp turn. But anyways, what we're here to actually talk about today is... I promise it might connect, but the book of Habakkuk and cleaning. It connects. I it feel like it connects. It, connects. it totally yeah. makes sense in my mind. So Jared is preaching through the book of Habakkuk at our church, and it's been so fun. I really like the book of Habakkuk, and it sends me back to whenever you um, taught through this years ago. Mm-hmm. So anyways, give people an overview of the book of Habakkuk okay. and where we're going with it. All I can say. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love the book, and it's been a short book, but it's been a good book. I think we'll be in there for four weeks total. But it is a minor prophet, and it's during the time of the judges, right before exile. So it would have been in the time of Judah. Israel had already been invaded by the Assyrians. And the Babylonians now were on the heels of taking over and bringing Judah into exile. And Habakkuk is prophesying, but it's it's interesting because he's not prophesying to Judah. It's primarily a conversation between him and God. And it's not primarily, I mean, it's exclusively a conversation between him and God. And we get to be a fly on the wall based on his complaints he brings his complaints to the lord and his confusion is over why a nation more evil than israel and judah is being used as an instrument by god to judge israel and judah so the nation is more evil and if god you're going to be the judge of the nations why not judge babylon with judah and it's a i mean a very understandable complaint and he brings his first complaint which is god you're not doing anything you're just sitting on your hands and the second complaint is similar and then it gets more personal. And then it's just this conversation back and forth with God's reply to Habakkuk. And we just talked about how Habakkuk has got to live by faith and not by sight. He's going to have to live as the righteous live, or he can live by sight like the Babylonians live in their, in their pride and arrogance. And so in their pride and arrogance, they're living by based on everything that they see. But the Christian has to realize that God is sovereign over everything and that he is on the move, that he is doing something, even in, in the midst of Babylon, which is the, the evil empire, you know. And right now, we have evil all around us that seems to be surrounding us. So uh, to me, it's it's a hand guide for times of difficulty and times where you don't really know why God is doing what he's doing or, or you know why God isn't doing what he's doing. And instead of complaining that, God, you're just doing nothing, my prayers are hitting the ceiling, we have good things to do that he's given us right in front of us. And we've got to live by faith, not by sight, and um, and trust the Lord that he is, in, in fact, working. And so this is a small piece to this. I mean, there's a, there is a good connection here. To where, you know, look in front of you. What has God given you? What has he blessed you with? And instead of complaining and raging, you know, mm-hmm. and there's rage peddlers everywhere. And instead of taking the bite, you know, biting the hook of rage about, you know, people saying that two plus two is five. And, and these things that do frustrate us and anger us. The mm-hmm. gender erosion that's happening. Just the insanity that's all around us. And the, the insane minority driving the majority in this country or around the world. 
Um, well, do the work that God has given you and prepared for you to do beforehand. And he's given you good works. And so this is a small piece of what we're talking about today is home stewardship. And both on the inside and the outside of your home, for the guys that are listening in or for the wives that say, hey, honey, listen to this, it's going to be encouraging and challenging because if God has given you square footage to live in, and he has, Acts 17, he's determined our boundaries of our dwelling, dwelling places, then we have these little kingdom outposts that God has given us. And we have an opportunity to invite people in through hospitality, what you talked about just a couple weeks ago. Uh, through hospitality, you have the opportunity to invite people in to kingdom outposts all across this country and all across this world of people doing the good work that God has given them to do. And so today, in, in talking about this, and I'll let you introduce what we're talking about, we're, we're really, I mean, this is this is good kingdom work. The people of God doing what God has called them to do and being good and wise stewards of what God has given us. And so I, I think the connection is, is really clear. Like you're going to have to live by faith and, and not by sight. Trust the Lord and do the work that God has given you to do. Yeah. And I think that we should have a righteous anger about things that are happening that are wrong, that we should see what's mm-hmm. happening that's wrong and say, no, that is wrong. Like that is our job as Christians to call out evil in the world and say, that is wrong. Yeah. Stop it. Turn, repent of come, your sin, come, come receive grace from Christ. Um, so that is our job, but we cannot get stuck in the anger of what we see around us to the point that we miss what God is actually calling us to do. Mm-hmm. And we can get in this mindset where we like totally miss our duties because we're doing nothing but watching the news type attitude. Like mm-hmm. I have to just see all of this crazy that's going on and be really angry about it to the point where I'm actually missing being a joyful woman of the Lord and, and missing you know, doing things like hospitality, showing joy and love to our family, taking care of what we've been given. Um, so in the effort of not missing some things, I, so this came about because last week I was doing some deep cleaning and I'm my loving dad, every second of it. I was loving every second of it. Um, my dad came, he is retired and didn't have anything to do that day. And he was like, why don't I come over and help you do this, this, and this? And I was like, absolutely. (laughs) If there's someone who is willing to come and help because they are bored, I'm like, please come help me. Um, and my dad is fantastic about the little details about things. He's like OCD, but not actually OCD, but like in a good way. Maybe maybe OCD, (laughs) but in a really fantastic way. Uh Um, So after he left, I was like, I need to make a document where I write down all of the little deep cleaning, nitty gritty things that we do so that I have a checklist to go through throughout the year. And that's kind of what Jared and I have done. We just asked, what do we do? Like, what are the things, the cycles, you know, summer, fall, spring or winter, spring, and what do we do during those seasons, both on the inside and the outside of the home? Yeah. So we just kind of sort of jotted down, here's what we do. Here's the things that are you know, going to be here for us every single year and every single month mm-hmm. uh, that we've got to take care of. And so... Yeah. To go backwards a little bit, there's Lord of the Wing, Ring quote that I wanted to share. <laughs> say that again. Lord of the Rings <laughs> I quote. I can't say it. It's too early. <laughs> Lord of the Rings quote that I wanted to share. Um so it, Frodo says, I wish it need, so this is whenever Gandalf comes and he's just telling Frodo the significance of the ring that uh, Bilbo gave him and how it's pretty terrible. Like this is pretty terrible news for you, Frodo, but that ring is got a lot of evil people on your tail. And Frodo's like, I wish it need not have happened in my time, said Frodo. So do I, said Gandalf. And so do all who live to see such times. But it is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. 
And I really like that quote. And I think it has a lot to say to the Christian of like, of course, we wish that we were not raising children in a time that people do not understand what it means to be a man or a woman. And of course, we do not wish that we were living in a time that all this evil is abounding and people are killing babies and all that. But we do. And it's not our job. Like it wasn't Habakkuk's to try to determine the outcomes of what was happening around him. But it was his job to trust the Lord and live by faith. So anyways, and, Lord of the Rings for the win. Yeah, for the win. And the cool thing is God has determined that this yeah. is the time that we would live. Right. And this is the time that, that he would place us on this planet, on this earth. And this is the time that he would give us the children that he's given us. Mm-hmm. And so there is good work to do. And there's going to be Christians in every era that have to, to go through difficult things. And fortunately, even though things are crazy right now, we're not getting thrown to the lions, which is great. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> and so this stuff we're talking about can either be viewed as a burden or a gift from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And things like home maintenance can be a tremendous gift because you see it as being a steward of the talents that God has given. Mm-hmm. What they, These are gifts from God put into our possession, and we can either be lazy with them or honor the Lord with them. Yeah. And we, we don't we want to be do. like the complaining prophet. No. So next time we find ourselves complaining, we should just say, I could have been thrown to the lions. Yeah. And there's some floors to clean. Could have been. Yeah. There's floors to clean. There's some babies to bathe. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I could have been being, my body could be used as a human torch. Mm-hmm. There's but, a yard to mow. It's bad. There's I a yard to mow. I need to mow my yard. Yes, I do. Um, okay. So... We have this all very, I mean, it's kind of long, so I'm not going to go over every single bit of it. No, we should go over everything. You think so? Yeah, and then post that. Post that on our discussion I'll post it in the Keeping House group on the website, but we'll go over it now. Okay, Jared, so your your part is the outside section here. So we break this down to outside to inside, and Mm -hmm. generally that's how it's going to break down. The men are going to be doing more work outside. The ladies are going to be doing more work inside. It's not just, but more, like quantity. We have it broken down outside and inside, and then we also have the outside section broken down in seasons. So go over your summer. What do you do in the summer at our house? Okay, weekly mowing, weekly weed eating, uh, or bi-weekly weed eating because we have a really long ditch, and I weed eat around the the aesthetic places like the mailbox, the front part of the driveway, but the ditches I leave, it's probably, I don't know, 70 yards of, I would say probably 50 to 70 yards of weed eating in a ditch both sides. So I do that every other week, but that also includes week or uh, monthly is really what I need to do of, of weed killing in the driveway, in the ditch, around their home, around our home. Um, so that's weekly maintenance with the with the uh, with the yard. I never let it go. I don't think I've this whole summer let it go over a week. I don't think maybe that one week in June. Where well, when there was a drought, it was we very didn't very do hot. Week, yeah, but so we do that daily watering of the garden, and I. Uh, we don't like, water the garden every day. Yeah. It, most days, especially when we know it's going to be very hot with no rain, mm-hmm. then we, we do at least in the mornings. Um, so that's something that's consistent. garden work every day, picking, right. weeding. Um, Some, summertime is also big for... I've got to cut wood. I've been talking to my neighbor. He's got a bunch of dead ash trees. And so we've got wood for our wood stove that, that's got to be cut, stacked, split if it needs to be split. And I like actually cutting the trees that are small enough where I don't have to split it at all. But if there's any pieces that need to be split, I need to do that and have it all ready. Uh, i got to have the chimney cleaned and clean the outdoor fire pit. These are things that I do generally in the summertime and obviously mowing in the spring. Yeah, and really mowing last end of the fall. I'll have to mow usually the last time into early October. 
until the first or second frosts that will kill off the new growth. Uh, so that, those are consistent things that are there in the summertime. And, you know, guys and ladies, if you're mowing, you know that mowing, I mean, it's, it comes quickly and it's something that you got to do over and over and over again. It's a really good discipline, especially for pastors. I've encouraged pastors to mow because pastors need to look for manual labor like that. It's really good for, for guys to get out there and do that kind of stuff. I would so, totally mow, but you will not let me. No, I won't. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, fall, fall. And again, this is breaking down to summer, fall, winter, spring activities for the outside. And these are for you to just think through. And you've got your list as well. And I'm not saying that, you know, listeners yeah, out there aren't doing this already. This Hopefully is just for, this just for sparks some ideas for you. This yeah. isn't, this should be your exact list. This is just our list. Yeah. Well, in the fall, you know, you have things that have happened through the summertime. The summer, you're kind of getting through the heat. In the fall, you get excited to get out and do some projects, oh, to burn some you're stuff. You're so excited and, when fall yeah, comes. Absolutely. Fall, you, October is our favorite month. It is. It definitely is. So we've got a bunch of sticks, a bunch of things to burn that in the summertime, it's kind of harder to burn because it's easier to catch a field on fire or a tree line or woods on fire or something like that. I no, know that not speaking ex- from experience. experience right. Yeah. No, definitely not. Um, <laughs> so we've got uh, things to do like winterizing things on the outside. Um, bringing indoor or bringing the, the plants that, that can't withstand the winter inside. Wait, I kind of want to tell the story about what happened when we lived in our house for one week. Okay, the first week of the house, <laughs> we did catch the field or the, the woods on fire behind our house. Jared was, was burning boxes because we had nice. just moved in, literally mm-hmm. just moved in. And it was a great day for burning. All, it, it was in February and it was yeah. like a totally fine time for burning all day. And then. A gust mm-hmm. of wind came and blew a burning box into the dry tree line. Mm-hmm. There's horses right behind our tree line as well. And it was like not green yet because it was just February. It was yeah, just, it was like just a dead. It was dead underbrush. Dead, yeah. yeah, sticks. And the plumbers were here hooking some stuff up. And I hear one say, oh, and then a curse word. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, uh-oh, what's happening? Yeah. And he's like, the tree line's on fire. <laughs> And we all go. We were like panic mode. Rans- uh, little baby was- Ransom was asleep in his crib, thankfully. Jordan turned into beast mode. Literally, and we all two run five outside. gallon buckets of water running I around. Literally, it, that adrenaline thing happened where. Brand new leather boots. Yeah, that adrenaline thing happened where people say you can lift a, t- a car. And I was lifting two full five gallon buckets and carrying them over and mm-hmm. fighting the fire. And, um,. I, there's like a little, uh, <laughs> there's a little barbed wire fence between the brush line. There was at the time. There's not anymore. And my, I had my hair up in a top knot and it kept getting stuck. I was trying mm-hmm. to get through the thing and it kept getting stuck and I have these five gallon buckets. But anyways, that's the what happened. The fire department got called. We got it 90% out and, and then, but we were like, we should, we should probably yeah, call the fire department. It did department. burn out. No horses died. No horses died. Our house was no fine. No propane tanks but exploded. But that was like the most adrenaline was. that was pumping through my body that has ever happened. And there fire was like, is scary. somehow or another in the switch, I was talking to Ed, my insurance guy. The hose and we were didn't going reach. from Sorry. the hose didn't reach. We were, we were in the, there was like a day and a half where we had construction insurance from new construction insurance uh-huh. to home insurance. And it was on the day and a half. Was where, it really? Yes. Oh my gosh, I yes. didn't know that. That's yes, terrifying. It was. It, oh my it gosh, was. Thank so you I Lord. had that burden. Maybe I didn't tell you that. But you did yeah, not. Yeah, that was terrifying. Okay, let's move on for the second <laughs> time here. Um, <clears throat> fall is when you want to plant trees or grass. And we are always planting trees, always transplanting trees. I love trees. I, I already have targeted about 10, 12 pine trees that I'm going to be digging up and trans- transplanting this fall. You want to plant trees in the fall. It's even better than planting in the spring because in the fall, your trees that go into 
basically a, a hibernation state. dormant state. Mm-hmm. I have a actually video on Gab TV about how to plant a tree. And so if you want to look at that, you can, you can find it. And we plant, and then also with planting grass, there's several places throughout the summer I'm looking where do I need to plant grass. And, and there's just always somewhere to plant. When you have any property, if you have an acre, plan on two hours a week. And if you have more than an acre, if you have two acres, three acres, plan on really needing two to three hours a week when it comes to trimming trees, when it comes to, you know, cutting down trees that fall over, when it comes to mowing. There's just hours of work that comes a week with property. And so in the fall, I'm burning, I'm winterizing campers, planting trees, shrubs, grasses that need to be planted, cleaning gutters. And cleaning out things like the shed, just general things that need to be cleaned. Covering outside spigots. Covering outside spigots, things that like that. That when it, when it comes to winter time, we actually I didn't have a, a, a outside spigot Cover. covered one year. It froze in the spring, and the inside in the boys' room where that spigot goes outside, the water line busted, and the copper line just expanded split. and froze mm-hmm. and split. So we had to fix that. So uh, we call that winterizing. We're like, we need to winterize. And that just means do all these little jobs before it gets the cold of winter. Right. And depending on where you live, a lot of this is going to be a lot different for you. Right. And then in the wintertime is a kind of a downtime for for the big general maintenance outside work. We love, (coughs) bless you. We love winter. I'm so excited for winter. I really do like it. And, but it gives me time to organize, to do piddly projects, to do some fun things, to build something that I need to build. It's just a small project. I'm not like a big builder or anything like that, but build a shelf for a heater, things that I enjoy and, and just the garage stuff. So I'm able to do some mower maintenance, things that have just general wear and tear throughout the summer, spring and summer. And I'm able to get that ready for the, for the spring. Um, it's a great just, time to organize your garage, yeah. clean out your toolbox. Throw a heater in, throw a heater in your garage and you first wake up and then a couple hours later go out and it's bearable in the garage and then you can do little garage projects. Right. So wintertime, <clears throat> you're really getting ready for the spring and all that kind of stuff and, and doing maintenance on your tools and, and that sort of thing. So spring arrives. Everybody's excited. It's been a long winter and then it's time to Spring's really, the big one. Yeah, it's the big one. So we power wash the house in the spring. Front, back, upstairs, downstairs, everything. And we learned something really great this year. Wait till after the pollen drops. Yes, you do need to wait till after the pollen drops because in the summer and the spring, when you first start mowing as well, there's so many things that are that are happening in the yard. There's there's just dust and you name it, the pollen drops and everything. It gets all over your house. And if you're especially Yellow in the Midwest pollen. when you've got mm-hmm. high pollen count and, and that sort of thing, then you want to wait because we power washed the house and then a few weeks later we had all this mm-hmm. pollen that dropped and mm-hmm. flew through the air and you could actually see it. You can run your oh, finger yeah. over the top of it on it's our, really thick. our deck. Yeah, and here our, it's very thick. It is. So we power wash the house. We have to trim trees. You have the new growth and you have to trim over the, you know, there's all the previous year's growth. And so I'm trimming trees from our tree line. From our driveway, all the I want to make sure that when I'm mowing, I don't have branches in my head when I'm mowing. So I want to make sure I get all that stuff trimmed and ready for the new growth. I want to uh, on the day prune. That, on the day that he power washes the house. I like to get all the kids' outside toys out of the shed mm-hmm. or whatever outside toys we have, and um, just quickly power wash those as well, so they're all clean and ready for outside playing in the spring. If you miss the planting season in the fall, you can go ahead and plant in the spring. So you can plant trees, shrubs, grasses, that kind of stuff in the spring. It's just always better in the fall. You want to make sure you're you're doing that when a lot of the freezing has has ended. So you want to wait till you know April, something like that, depending upon where you're at. But you want to be careful with that. We have things in the outside like a sandbox, a kiddie pool, um, swings, down. furniture, outdoor furniture. Um, you know, get those down, gutters. wash them. Yeah, gutters have to be cleaned periodically. You know, you had the fall the previous year before the spring 
rains come, you want to make sure to get those gutters cleaned. Uh, we scrub, we can make the outdoor grill. We'll, we'll grill periodically through the wintertime, but want to make sure and do general maintenance on the, on the grill and things like that. And really, you know, just there's going to be regular maintenance throughout the year. So some of these things are going to require coming back. And it's not like a hard line. No, we only do that in the spring kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes, you know, with power washing, we used to do spring and fall. Uh, and you can say, well, okay, well, do we need to do that twice a year? Again, and, it depends on your house. If you yeah. have a white house with a what word, what word facing? North, well, north north facing is where all yeah. the – if you have a north-facing house – you know, whatever the north side of your house is, you're going to get that mold, especially if you have, you know, we have darker siding, which got, actually kind of camouflages some of yeah, the, some of the mold. Yeah, it stays nice looking. But if you have one of those houses that, listen, Everybody's it, seen that house with the it's disgusting. stuff growing and on the side of it. And if you have mold growing on your house, get a power take washer. care of it. Just get it, you know, get a power washer Borrow Christmas, one from someone or rent, rent one. one. You yeah. need a power washer and take care of that because people like me are judging you. <laughs> And clean your house. Power wash your um, house. In the spring, I also like to wash the windows. And if you're, and I'm not a clean freak or anything. I will say that <laughs> I'm not like a clean freak. But there are certain things like pet peeves of, of mine, and, and maybe I need to work on that or something like that. But every, I'm thinking like men go out and power wash. I was like the guy to your neighbor's house of, of your parents. Yeah, he, he, he power washed half, half house. Like, and then something happened, and then for months it's been okay, half man, power washed. Power washes half his house. <laughs> something, on, okay, we understand that something may have happened. And, I don't know, maybe he okay, had. I'm sorry for not sounding compassionate. Yeah. Um, so anyways, wash your windows. I, my mom is like the queen of washing the windows and it looks, she does such a great job. Well, she, well she now does we have bucket. JT. Yeah, I know. Or um, you can hire JT Tolliver, which yeah, is an awesome guy from our church that washes windows and he does a fantastic yeah, job, like tools, way better than I could ever do. Washer. He came and did it as a gift for us one year and I was like, wow, this yes, is magical. And seriously, local folks, you should hire JT because yeah, he does can, residential cleanings as well. If you can afford to hire somebody, then absolutely hire a professional because they have these squeegees that it's like incredible and they wash he washes the, the screens. screens he takes right. the screens yeah. out and he has a machine that does them yeah. so it's like really really awesome yeah, but anyways if you don't if you don't if you can't afford it and you want to do it yourself which is fantastic i do that most of the time but um my mom she fills a bucket full of warm water with one drop of dish soap that's it and i'm like one drop is that really all and you put no, she puts nothing else one drop of dish soap and then has two microfiber rags she does one wet and cleans them all and then goes back with a dry one and dries it off and they look really great too so anyways hot tip on washing windows okay so now moving to the inside of the house this is everywhere and not categorized and it's also uh not in spring or summer one thing i want to do is go back and kind of categorize this because I was talking to Lexi and I have been talking about deep cleaning a lot this week. And one thing with making a list like this, it will work great down the road. And, like, I'll be able to just go through the checklist throughout the year. But with some of these, it's like I just cleaned my light fixtures, so I don't need to do that one right now. So you can you can create yourself a little system with a checklist where, like, I do every other one this month or whatever – and you may work through these throughout the year slowly, or you may get a babysitter and hire someone to help you and do all of them in a day, or you may pick five, oh, let's see, five a week that you do, whatever. You can create a little system here, but these are all the deep cleaning things that I am likely to forget that I want to get done at some point during the month or year. So a lot of these we actually do before Christmas time. 
a lot of the deep cleaning stuff, mainly mm-hmm. uh, mainly because we host a big Chris, a lot of big Christmas stuff. So I like to get all the cleaning done before our Christmas gatherings. Um, don't you think a lot of the stuff is done in December? But I do it yeah. throughout the year a lot too. But yeah, you do a good job of, of keeping it together. The thing is, like, our toleration for Jordan, mine is higher for clutter, to, higher toleration for clutter than you do than you have, but. Our house, even on its you know most dirty day, people would walk in and say it's pretty clean in here, <laughs> and it's not bad. So I, I mean, like and, to and keep, then keep it five really minutes of picking up, and it looks really good. I don't know if it's personality or, um, or maybe the way I was brought up. Maybe because my dad is kind of OCD. Yeah. <laughs> her dad, Dennis, has floor mats for his floor mats in his car. Yeah, I mean, so, his I mean, you go in his and my brother, you go in his my brother. Um, I don't know if you'd call him a mechanic, but technically he's a mechanic. He owns yeah. a, car, a car business, and like you go in class. there, and it is cleaner than most people's houses. Oh my like, gosh, there's not a floor. speck of oil on the ground. No. Like, everything is perfectly organized. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I, this, honestly, like, don't feel discouraged. This is honestly very natural for me. Mm-hmm. I posted the other day about waking up early and how it's not natural for me. Like, that I am not a morning person. It has not been easy for me <laughs> to wake up before my children. But it is something like by mother, the grace like of daughter. God I am like doing. Like daughter, like mother. Yeah, my mom also <laughs> is not a morning person. Or the rest um, of Jordan's family, sadly, is all morning people. We're yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Jared and the kids are like, they they would love the kids would love to wake up at 4 a.m. and just go conquer the world and I'm like please mm-hmm. um, but anyways by the grace of God I said on there that I pray often when I go to bed God help me wake up at five tomorrow and because I really hate setting an alarm I hate the feeling of being woke up in the middle of a sleep cycle and just that feeling of like being tired all day so I like pray God please help me wake up at five or whatever time I want to wake up that next day. And he answers my prayers all the time. All the time. He does it. And God, thank you. It's just such a kindness of the Lord. But just to wake up early before them. And God has helped me through the years to be able to get up earlier and we get stuff have time in the, in the morning. Yeah. Morning is very Oh, my gosh. In our we, yeah. By 8 o'clock, we've done 9 million things. And mm-hmm. we're, now we're done with school by 8. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the house is ready. Everyone's been fed. Anyways, like I said. Cleaning does come very natural for me. So when you hear all this stuff, don't think, well, she's an insane person and holding mm-hmm. a holiness standard or something mm-hmm. like that because I'm not. But there is, is a steward, there is a stewardship there is a, standard. There like, is. So there, there is a fine line between uh, neglect of stewarding the gifts of God and, you know, being a crazy person about it. Like yeah. you don't, you don't want to, you, you don't want to have. I know, don't hold, about I don't it. hold the world around me to mm-hmm. these standards for their home. I'm yeah. not saying that. But this is my deep cleaning checklist. And hopefully it's helpful for you and maybe inspiring for you to make your own deep cleaning checklist. And maybe this will give you some ideas. Okay. So we have big, tall, thick face baseboards around our house and around our windows and doors. So I wipe down the baseboards. Jared usually helps me with that job because it's a pretty big job. And he's taller than me and he can reach the top of the windows and door trim really easily. So wipe down all your baseboards and trim. Clean your light fixtures. If you have pendant lighting, they'll gather dust, and you'll need to uh, dust those off pretty frequently. Check corners and ceilings for cobwebs. That's pretty self-explanatory. Wipe down base and upper cabinets, front and sides. This is a great job for little hands. This is a chore for that one of our boys does often. Use a magic eraser on your doors, door frames, window frames. Often get scuffed, and then there's that gets that like brown, grimy handprints down doors and even on the inside of your door that goes in the frame. Magic eraser works great on those. 
vacuum out your fridge filters, your fridge and freezer filters. So this is one thing that my dad taught me. I didn't even know there was filters underneath the fridge. Like where you open the door underneath there, you take off a couple screws and there's a filter there. If there's a filter you, in anything, your dad knows dad about Dad knows it. where the filter is and it is cleaned regularly. So vacuum out that fil- filter. It will keep your appliances working way better. Um, also your microwave has a filter on the bottom. It's silver and those just really easily pop out. If you have a hood, um, range, a hood range. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those are probably covered in bacon grease like ours get. (laughs) So I clean those with dish soap and a, like I have a cleaning toothbrush and clean those and then they look like brand new. And also clean your dishwasher filter. There's in the bottom of your dishwasher, it's like a round thing and it turns and lifts up. And it's disgusting. <laughs> you can clean that with the cleaning toothbrush as well and some vinegar. Um, clean your oven. Remove the pan, grids, wash, and put back. Oven cleaning, there's no solution other than you just really just got to get that. at it. You yeah. Do that, yeah. Um, I don't like to use aerosol oven cleaner because I try to keep all my cleaning products non-toxic. What I used last time, and it worked honestly really well, um, Young Living has a thieves cleaner and... Most of the time when you use it, you dilute it, but I used it straight for the oven cleaning. Just put it on the front glass and let it sit and then used a spray that was a little bit diluted on the back and sides and everything and let it sit for a little bit and then use a scotch pad. And it, honestly, it did very well, better than anything else I've tried to use naturally to clean my oven. Uh, pull out your appliances, clean under them. Dust, I put dust on, so sorry. Okay. Um, polish and condition your wood floors. So I sweep and mop my floors weekly but every so often i like to condition them with a wood conditioner because we have real wood floors um so i polish and you do put olive oil in every time we mop there is oil so there's some sort Mm -hmm. of conditioning yeah but i do actual treatment pretty regularly (laughs) okay wash windows clean window seals so you know like whenever you open the windows down in the window seals like all that stuff debris that's blown in through the um through the what's it called Screen. Screens, thank you. <laughs> They're the screens. And so clean that out so it's not disgusting. Um, again, this list will be posted for the ladies. And again, another plug. $6 gets you access to all this a month. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Purge unneeded items, organize drawers, donate toys and clothing no longer needed. Clean out everybody's clothing drawers. That's such a big job for a mom to get in everybody's drawers. Oh, man, the totes that are in our house because we have a... You know, we have an older son and a younger son, so I'm keeping lots of their stuff. And then I also I also keep a lot of stuff too, just because we don't know if we're gonna have another yeah, baby. I mean, we're we hope so. Baby. Um, so the totes, my goodness, the totes. But um, keeping those organized, purging thought, stuff, think getting about how things much storage we're gonna out. have after we have I know. all of our kids. After we're our kids have, are grown, that we're could gonna, be a huge pantry. Down oh here. my gosh, I could. Yeah. Okay. Um, so cleaning out everyone's drawers, switching out seasonal clothing, uh, vacuum or dust under beds and couches. I don't know how underneath the couch gets so disgusting, but it does. Well, it's like a car seat. It is. It's like under the car seat. I just told my friend Becky, there's nothing more embarrassing than taking out a car seat to Mm -hmm. like give your friends a room to ride in your back seat. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. All of this disgusting debris. Life. Uh, I also shop back the inside of the vents. My dad taught me this as well. So if you open your vent, there's a bunch of weirdness down in the vent that you're like, well, how are all these crumbs down in here? So shop back. <laughs> I feel like people are like, what? She does what? Okay. So inside the vents, shop back or wipe them out. 
periodically. Change the filter in your furnace. Dust your blinds. Wipe down tops of ceiling fan blades. Wipe off your TVs. The top and behind gets incredibly dusty. Clean inside and outside of your trash cans. So um, just every once in a while, whenever you're taking out the trash, take a second before you put the next bag in to scrub out the inside of that. Um, if you have tile, you have to scrub your grout occasionally. We do. Wash or get a new shower curtain liner. As a kindness to your family, do not let your shower curtain like And men, just tell your wives when it's, when it's moldy and <laughs> gross. And honey, I think it's time. <laughs> um, let's see, where was I? Okay, wash rugs and pillow covers. So I have a lot of rugs that I can just throw in the washing machine, which are really nice. But if you don't have that kind of rugs, you can take them out and hang them over a, um, hang them over a line outside and... Uh, you know, beat them with a broom or something and get them clean. Flip or rotate your mattress. That's good to do to keep it lasting longer. Clean out your kitchen drawers. Wipe out utensil holders. It, again, just gets a little debris in there. Misty Winkler has great videos and tips about organization. If Even if you just follow her on Instagram, she's inspiring about doing things like that. Wash your curtains. Touch up paint on walls. Clean out drains. You can use a drain snake even to remove hair from the drains. Oh gosh, that's the worst job. That's gross. Clean out your fridge and freezers. If you, I have scrub Berkey filters because we have a Berkey water filter. Um, check smoke and carbon monoxide detectors. Deep. Which clean. last night did you know I had to do that? Yes, I heard that. Thank Always you. have nine volt that? batteries. Oh, on that hand. is another. That, okay, I just in the past like probably three or four years. I want to have backstock for everything because there's nothing worse than running out of something and not having it. Ugh. So anyways, Jared has got backstock for the 9-volt batteries now. Praise God, because one time our smoke detector was beeping in the middle of the night and he had to go to Walmart in the middle it's of the night. It's all interconnected. It's wired in. Yes, so ours it is wired would, in. Yeah, it was bad. Were you so happy last night that oh, you yeah. had that backstock? Yeah. Like, praise God. I also have on here deep clean your kitchen tools. This is one thing that I am kind of gross about. The outside of my crock pot will get gross stuff on it, and I'm like, mm, I just wipe it off, but don't do the scrubbing to get all the, like, black baked I didn't know that. That's it. pretty gross. Yeah, I know. And, like, my pots and pans, I wash them, but I don't take the time to get all the stain, like, the black stain off of them, or my cookie sheets. Jared's looking at me with a real grossed-out face right now, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> You know those black stains that are on the cookie sheets? Mm. You can scrub and get those off. Oh. Yeah, but anyways, that can't happen on just a normal everyday thing for me. So I have on my deep cleaning list to clean the kitchen tools. Scrub pots and pans with soft scrub. And then that is my deep cleaning list. It probably will get added to um, over the years because I'll think of more things that I need to do. But that is the gist of it. Yeah. And here's the thing. You can approach this list with drudgery or you can enjoy it. Yeah. And there's a way with mowing, you know, by the time it gets to this time of the year, I'm ready for mowing to end. But when I get out there and I listen to a podcast and I try to enjoy it and then it makes it fun. By the time you get done, you're like, no, it wasn't bad. So I think that is a great point. You can approach this with, or you can have fun with it and think, what mm-hmm. is a, what is the best way to do all this? Like that's what that was what makes it fun for me, is figuring out. Again, I like to use non toxic stuff, so I'm like, what is the best non toxic way to clean my oven? Mm-hmm. And that being a challenge for me and a joy to learn more about the world that God's created and what the tools that I have in my um, possession or what I can gain. <clears throat> 
to do a better job at all these things. I want to do a really good job at keeping my house. And I want to be a blessing to my family. I want to glorify the Lord. And I want to do a good job at it. God's given me this house. And God has been incredibly generous with us. If you haven't listened to the episode about God's provision in our life, you should just to be encouraged about mm-hmm. financial provision. Because God has blessed us, and we did not, we say all the time to our children, we did not earn this. God gave this to us by his grace and his generosity as a gift, and we want to steward it the very best we can. We want to use it for his glory and his honor. So I want to find the very best way to scrub my pots and pans. Yeah, amen. It's <laughs> good. So anyways, that is the list I'm going to put on the website. I hope it's helpful for you guys, and I hope it's inspiring. But yeah, have fun with it, and... Let's all also post, if you all have non-toxic cleaning tips or even accounts that are inspiring, I like Glo- Go Clean Co. Um, that one a little is, less toxic, too. Oh, a little less toxic is my of very course. favorite. Of course, that These one. These ladies but, are all like, oh, yes. Of yes, course, yeah. it goes without saying. <laughs> um, but Go Go Clean Co., um, They I found them in 2020. Lexi and I, in 2020, during quarantine stuff, we were talking about a lot of this. and. Um, And we've been talking about them this week. She has a couple others that she posted this week that she was telling me she found uh, Clean Mama or something like that. You'll have to look at Lexi's account. Um, But they are really inspiring because they post only cleaning stuff, like Mm -hmm. cleaning videos. And I don't think it's all non-toxic, but um, they do have some inspiring things and good info on tools. Cool. Is that it? I think that's it. Thanks for letting me crash the party again. I always love it when you crash the party. It's fun. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for listening. For more information about the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, actually, you do your closing, and then I'll do that. I always just say thanks for listening. Okay, you say that. Thanks for listening. <laughs> for more information about Fruitful and Fearless, you can go to fruitfulandfearless.com. Good morning, Ransom. Good morning. You want to say hi to all the Fruitful and Fearless listeners? Hi. <laughs> okay, you want to tell them bye? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs>